Wake Up World. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here at the PacWest Center in downtown Portland, which is also the home of 1029 and 750, the game sports radio station. We got Rodney back in here with us today. What's going on, Rod? What's going on, y'all? What's good? So we in here right now on an early, what is it, Friday morning. It's about 6.30 in the morning right now. Right and early, Rod, bro. Rod got his coffee ready, and uh, we going to get this in right quick and then get it over with. And then I'm headed to do more talking on the radio show, on the Justin and Devon radio show. Be sure to always tune into that Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon on 102.9, 102.9 if you're in Portland. That's the FM, 750 is the AM. Or if you want to live stream because you're not in the market or just not near a radio, 1029thegame.com. And you'll be able to hear some good stuff on our radio show. But anywho, we back on this Wake Up and Win hype right now. And it's been a, it's been a lot going on this week. You know, it's, it's what some people would call more the dead time of sports and some people would consider to be kind of, you know, nothing going on. We had MLB All-Star Game, and Mm -hmm. we know we don't have NBA basketball, NFL football. We don't have none of the main sports really going and rocking right now. MLB is on its break, but it's still been some quite entertaining stuff with the NBA Summer League and things of that sort. And one thing that I'm actually most uh, intrigued and entertained by right now is – I think everybody is. This is Mayweather versus McGregor situation we I got going it. up. I love it. And they uh, it's very entertaining. Both of them are elite trash talkers in their sport. Uh, <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see. But Floyd Mayweather had a little bit something to say, and I want y'all to hear it. And then uh, Rodney and I will elaborate here shortly. Here we go. Racism still exists. When I, Mayweather, was flashy, I've been flashy for years. Man, back y'all know this. Flashy, meat coats. And y'all know I've been driving Ferraris and Billys and Rolls Royce over 20 years. All this flashy stuff I was doing. Oh, he's arrogant. Oh, he's cocky. He's this. He's that. He's unappreciative. But then you take us, the same guy that's in contact sports. Steal my whole blueprint, and he go do it, and they praise him for it. So, Rob, my question to you is, is this entertainment, or is this really starting to turn into more of a racist kind of you know, deal, really? You know, like, is, is, it a, is it a racist act that's going along with all of this entertainment value that we seem to be getting out of these two and that we seem to be paying a lot of attention to. I'm going to be honest. Um, I definitely feel what Floyd was just talking about from the clip, but I think a lot of it has to do with entertainment. I mean, as far as the trash talking, we know we they were pumped up to do it. I'm pretty sure the promoters want them to get the crowd into it. That's what this tour is about, getting – the fans involved, getting the ratings to go up. And I definitely think there's some truth behind what Floyd was saying. But I think this is about entertainment, bro. I I think they're both actually natural entertainers as well. I think Floyd is very entertaining. And I think, obviously, McGregor has been known to be quite entertaining, which is why he has himself right now in the position 
to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. Right. I mean, you got a UFC fighter who really doesn't stand a chance, who's getting ready to step in the ring and go toe-to-toe with one of the greatest boxers of all time, you know, definitely the greatest boxer mm-hmm. of our era right definitely. now. So you got these two going up, and that's kind of how they both may have made their living. In the case of Mayweather, we all know he's got a lot of – he doesn't have a blemish on his fighting record, but he has many other blemishes um, outside of the ring, you know, with – beating women and this and that, whatever the case may be. Mayweather, right. he's he's been known people try to put him out there as a bad person, and that's your prerogative to feel that way. But to say the least, it's sports, and let's be honest here, there's a lot of people out there that do want to see Floyd Mayweather lose this fight to Conor McGregor <clears throat> solely because he is the flashy put himself out there, Definitely. I got more money than you, black uh-huh. guy in the industry. I mean, if you look at a lot of black athletes, Floyd Mayweather is probably the most vocal and uh, these the most out there when it comes to his income. I mean, he's got a brand called the Money Team. <laughs> money Team. And, and I think just naturally people do, especially white people, people do feel that there is, like, they don't like him because of the fact that he puts himself out there monetarily and things of that sort. And they think he's a, whatever, a a-hole. And it's just, it is what it is. So I definitely think as far as the fans are concerned, there will be some kind of racist ties definitely, to definitely. why McGregor should beat Mayweather, why people want to see Mayweather lose this fight. Um, even Even in the trash talking, I think there's a lot going on with, McGregor being a fighter or a UFC fighter, MMA fighter and things of that sort, Mayweather being a boxer. And a lot of people are trying to use the excuse for McGregor that, oh, he's way tougher than Mayweather. Mayweather saw this, that, and the rest because he is an MMA fighter. Uh And they try to discredit what it is that Floyd Mayweather has done and what he is obviously still doing since he brought himself out of retirement for this fight. So I I definitely think that there's some racist motivation from the outside world rather than so much from Mayweather and McGregor themselves. Definitely, bro. And what's crazy is McGregor is convincing people that he has a legitimate chance of (laughs) not just winning but knocking him out. Yeah. Like, people don't understand. Like, I feel like every time Floyd fight, they discredit what he do or underestimate him. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't hit hard. All he do is run or this, this, and that. He's like the Spurs of boxing. Not the most exciting style that you want to see, but it gets results. It gets wins. Most definitely. Yeah, he does. And that's the thing. Like, I I don't like when people try to discredit Floyd Mayweather for being a tough fighter just because, first of all, he's not a heavyweight fighter. He's so, not. so he's this a little not Mike guy. Tyson. <laughs> he's a little guy. He ain't Muhammad <laughs> Ali. He ain't Lennox Lewis. He ain't Mike Tyson. You name it, the list goes on. He's not. You. I don't know why you expect somebody that little to just jump in the ring and knock everybody out because he's not a heavyweight fighter. He's not. But when it comes to mastering the craft of boxing, I I can say that I've seen nobody do it better. And. Even, you know, you could, that's why I said he's arguably really the greatest fighter of all time when it comes to being able to not only master his craft, but have an unblemished record. And he's going for this 50th win. And I think that, don't get me wrong, though, McGregor and Mayweather, as you can see, they will both get caught up 
in uh, this racist kind of portrayal that mm-hmm. is being tagged along with this fight. We heard what Floyd Mayweather just had to say. He's already throwing it out there about racism because he is right. Conor McGregor kind of has the same blueprint as a fighter as Floyd Mayweather does. He he talks a lot. You know what I mean? He, yeah, I mean, he, he, he might, boasts he, a, a whole lot. Right now, he might be talking more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? And it's like he does that because he knows that's what he's into and that's how he's gotten the results. I mean, obviously, he's been a great fighter. He's not unblemished like Floyd Mayweather is in his sport. But let's not take away the fact that Conor McGregor has been the best MMA fighter that we've come to know up to this point. But also the reason why he's on the level that he is on is because he's flashy. He mm-hmm. boasts a lot. He talks a lot of mess. He talks a lot of crap. And so it's no uh, it's no surprise to me that Mayweather feels like this is starting to kind of turn into a racism thing. And, uh, you know, when he when he talks, when he calling him a boy and this and that and the rest, I think there's definitely still some like I said, they're going to both fall into the trap of a black and white thing. I don't want it to seem that way or be that way, but. It's just kind of inevitable at this point. It's how it is. And and it's how they're making their money. It's how the fans are kind of portraying it. And, yeah, believe me when I say there's a lot of white people out there that want to see McGregor knock Mayweather out solely because he is black. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Everybody I've talked to that wasn't black about this situation, they would either say they think Floyd Mayweather can, lo- can lose or they think he will lose. And it's just like, come on, bro. It's like that's not even a – that's like <laughs> that's not even smart. Like, you know, what I mean? like, why would you think Floyd Mayweather is going to lose in a boxing match? I could see if he went and got an octagon and tried to have an MMA fight with McGregor. Right. It would be those same people would just be crazy about McGregor and be like Floyd Mayweather doesn't stand a chance of getting in an octagon with Conor McGregor. And I'd probably say the same. As a matter of fact, I will say the same. No probably to it. But why? I don't know why people don't think that <laughs> Conor McGregor is going to come in here and lose this fight. And I don't know why they don't think he's going to come in here and lose this fight because he's definitely going to lose, bro. He's going to lose. And their excuse is like, all it takes is that one lucky hit. and this, like He's Puncher's been fighting chance. all these years. <laughs> And nobody's landed a lucky hit. Professional boxers. Real professional boxers. Yeah, they. I've been hearing that. That's been the biggest excuse or the biggest uh, catch for uh, McGregor being able to win this fight is having a puncher's chance. And I think a lot of people underestimate the strength of Floyd Mayweather as a boxer. He's strong. Like, he controls fighters every time he steps into the ring. You know what I mean? He may not come Mm -hmm. in and knock you out. He's had hand injuries and this and that and the rest. And he's just a smart fighter. He likes to outsmart you. And and that's why he's unblemished right now on his record. So anybody out there, black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, Mexican, black, blue, red, (laughs) yellow, green, I don't care, short, tall, big, or small. I don't care what you are. If you think Conor McGregor is going to win this fight over Floyd Mayweather, you're playing yourself. You're absolutely playing yourself. Playing yourself. Playing yourself. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep going on with this. This is going to be an ongoing thing. I I didn't want to get too deep in it, but I am starting to notice kind of the racist attachment and the racist portrayal that's being tagged along with this fight. And obviously uh, Floyd Mayweather noticed it as well, as you all heard the sound clip. But... 
Well, well, it's going to be an ongoing thing. The fight isn't until next month. These guys are still going to be talking crap. So you'll probably be hearing about this fight weekly. And as things mm-hmm. continue to unravel with these press conferences and with uh, fans and listeners and the Twitter world, social media world, it's going to continue to trend. We'll, we'll elaborate more on this racism thing and just on the entire fight and the trash talking as a whole because it is still fun to see. It's fun to watch. It's definitely entertaining during this kind of time period where sports is on the slow end. But next I want to talk about this Lonzo Ball cat because you know, I, you know I, I rock with Lonzo Ball, man. So I I definitely want to talk about this Lonzo Ball dude because his first game was pretty much atrocious. His first summer league game, NBA summer league game, was pretty much atrocious. It was terrible. And since then, he's Been had he's had two triple doubles. Balling. And he had a game where he had like 36 points and 11 assists, and he just and he hit like a game winner. Don't forget his eight rebounds in that eight game. Eight rebounds in that game, and he's just really – somewhat dominated the NBA Summer League. And a lot of people happen to say that it may be the shoes. Hey, I mean, I mean, when he wore them Kobe's, it looked like Kobe came out of them. Yeah, and last night I think he wore, he I know he wore some Adidas. Maybe it was yeah, James Harden. It was James Harden Okay, shoes. so last night he wore James Harden shoes and he still had a triple-double. So I won't say it's quite the Kobe's, but I will say this. It probably because he missed the game against um, De'Aaron Fox when they played yeah, the he Kings. Did. He did. He missed that game. Uh, he he had a double double actually still wearing the big baller brand shoes as well. By the way, so people let's not forget that he did have a double double. His first game was atrocious. His second game wearing the Zotus, he did have a triple double in it that game. It was solid too. It was solid. But what I think it is more than anything is not only him settling in and playing with new guys and playing at this level and just now showing how much better he is than a lot of these guys in the summer league and why the hype around him is where it is up to date. He still has a lot more to prove. I'm not Definitely. I'm not putting him up in the rafters yet like Magic did on draft night, but he still got a lot to prove, but I'm still intrigued in his talent level, but what I think is those O2s, they, they got to go take them back to the factory, man, and do a little bit more work <laughs> on them shoes because uh, <laughs> you you had an injury. You already had an injury wearing his O2s, and then, yeah, you did come out and score 38 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists and some Kobe's. And you did come out and have another triple-double in James Harden's shoes. So I, I, it's definitely not the ability, but I think it is time to take those cardboard Zotus back to take the factory. Off, man. Back to the factory. Get them re-renovated. Make them test shoes. Yeah. Like, you know, in college at Pacific, we did it a lot. Uh, we Nike, I mean, we're in Oregon, so Nike is just everything out here. But Adidas is on the up and up. You got the Nike headquarters and you got the Adidas headquarters out here. So when it comes to shoe game in Oregon, Portland market especially, it's a big deal. And I remember every year, two or three times a year, Nike would come out and, and they'd give us test shoes to practice in. And those shoes were uh, they're doing they're just doing constant renovation when it comes mm-hmm. to their shoes. They may not release the shoes for another five, ten years, but they were always coming out and they were always testing shoes. They were testing them on athletes, in, in our case, college athletes. I'm not sure what it what it is with high school and things like that, but I'm pretty sure they do that with high school athletes as well. But 
as far as my experience is concerned, it was while I was at Pacific. They came out every year. They had test shoes for us. We wore them if we wanted to. If we didn't like them, then we'd tell them why we didn't right. like them. And they'd go back to the dungeon and put in work. What I say all that to say is the Zotus need to go back to the dungeon and get some work put in on them because you can't just put together some shoes and think you could just come out with them and they'll be okay, and right. they won't be a health factor or a, a health risk, I should say, when it comes to injury. And I also think um, when, when you're not comfortable with, with basketball shoes, it affects your game, even if they don't hurt. I mean, you feel like everything is off, and all it takes for it is a little unbalance to t- throw you off your game. Now, as far as Lonzo in his first game, I feel like it had a lot to do with his first first game jitters and you know, his nerves was really up in the air, and I feel like he's a target because of his dad. Like, he's going to get the best of everybody. They want to embarrass him because of his dad. And I feel like he was just getting used to that. And I feel now that he's settled in, he's looking like that superstar we thought he would be. Yes, this is summer league, but this is definitely signs of what there's there's to come because, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know the stats of it, but – I don't know too many people that's dropping triple-doubles in Summer League. I'm not too yeah. familiar with that. And um, his triple-doubles are impressive. And then his game where he didn't get one, 36, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, that's near Russell Westbrook numbers in the Summer League game. And so I think the Lakers got something very special, very special. Oh, they they definitely got something special. And, and here's the thing. I don't want to I don't wanna overhype Summer League. I really, right, right. I really don't want to do that because it's it's quite easy to do. You know what I mean? And I don't want to put too much on this whole summer league thing because it just it's summer league. He's not out there playing against Steph. He's not night in and night out. I'm saying you got Steph Curry, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Russell Westbrook, John you Wall. got John Wall, you got Isaiah Thomas, you got Damian Lillard, <laughs> you got you got yeah. you got some guys that point, you get point ready. guards is serious right now. Yeah, they're very serious, especially you, in the West. You got some guys that you're getting ready to have to face off with. Night in, Chris Paul is another one. I don't know how the dynamic is. Well, I think Harden is going to be a little bit more off ball this year, and Chris is going to play more of that solid point guard role. Point guard role. But based on last season, I would consider James Harden to be another guy who's a point guard. So let's be real here. He's not out there playing against the best of the best. He's not yeah. playing against these top point guards. Well, really, not even just top point guards. All across the board, we've got some phenomenal point guards in the NBA. It's actually starting to turn more into a point guards league. But what I will say this, this kid is, look, he, he's he got a Jason Kidd type game. The passes yeah. that he makes, his passing ability alone is something that instantly makes the guys around him better because he's going to find you when he's not supposed to. He's going to get the ball to you when it seems like he doesn't have a passing lane to be able to do so. And he's going to find you in position for you to score the basketball at the best rate. And I'm excited to see. And and, and you saw LeBron was out there, man. LeBron went to go see that boy play. And that's when he put on that performance. He put on a show in front of LeBron, too. And I wouldn't be surprised. It's just me, Dan Gilbert and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Y'all might want to be scared of Le- LeBron. Skipped the F- the ESPYS to go watch Lonzo Ball. That was the same night of the ESPYS. Now, now exactly. So I'm um, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. 
Anybody else you see you like in summer league? It's a few people I like. I like Dennis Smith Jr. I was going to say I like him. Yeah, yeah, he. I he, liked uh, Josh Jackson. Yeah, I think Josh Jackson is actually going to be really good in really the NBA. Good. Josh Jackson is going to be good right here in Portland. I'm liking the big boy Caleb Swanigan too. Oh, he's nice. He's nice. He's real nice. Caleb Swanigan. He he's been out here hooping and balling, and I'm really enjoying what it is that he's been doing for the Blazers. Uh, I hope Zach Collins. I know he's he's injured now, so I think he's out for the rest of the summer league. Right. And um, I'm still excited to see how that all plays out for him. But I got another clip I want to play because it's still some things going on. Oh, oh yeah, too early, too early. But it's still some things going on this week because, as I mentioned, LeBron skipped the ESPYs <clears throat> to go see Lonzo Ball. But Peyton Manning didn't skip the ESPYs uh. to talk about Kevin Durant. <laughs> Check it out. And our gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. <laughs> tell you, I don't think he'd start for that team, Kevin. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, what do you think? That was funny. Shots fired. Shots were fired. Hey, that was shots fired. But you know what? I, my question to you is, do you think it was staged? It was definitely staged. You think it was staged? Because let's be real. Durant wasn't really mad at that joke. After everything he's been through and the things that people have said, that one joke ain't going to really sit there and have him with a stale face. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, like you said, he has been through a lot. And this is kind of what comes with it when it comes to the ESPYs. Now, Wanda, the, the only thing that makes me seem like it may have been staged was Wanda Durant laugh, too. Because she's been, Kate, I mean, right. first of all, she's his mama, so rightfully so. She's been Kevin Durant's biggest advocate when it comes to the move that he made. But I don't know if it was staged, man. I don't know. Kev might not have seen that one coming. He, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's got a personality, but he might not have seen that one coming. I'm, I'm be honest. He need thicker skin if that really, really had him like that. Because let's be real, that was funny. That was a oh, fun- it, it. It was very funny. It was very. I funny. guess it's not funny when a joke is on exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was getting ready to say. It was funny for me. It was funny for you. It was funny for everybody. But Kevin Durant, because at the end of the day, this is something that he's been having to deal with since he made the decision, and I know he expected to deal with this when he made the decision. But I even watched him do an interview the other day, and he was saying, like, you know, the biggest thing is focusing on me because I still hear what people are saying about me. I still right. see what it is. And that was outside of the ESPYs. This was an ESPN interview he did. I forgot who he interviewed with, but he did an ESPN interview like this week. And he was saying like, you know what I mean? This is still something that I have to deal with, but I'm just channeling my focus on myself and the fact that I made this decision to play for the Warriors uh-huh. for me and not anybody else. But the reality is, I still hear what people I'm still a human and I still hear what it is people have to say about me. So with that being said, I don't think it was that stage. I think that Kevin Durant really feels some type of way. I mean, and when I say feel some type of way, I don't think he's necessarily mad at Peyton Manning because all Peyton Manning was doing was his job. He was hosting right. the ESPYs mm-hmm. year in and year out. That's what the hosts do. They start off 
joking and clowning and they're going to and, throw, and, throw some shots and you got to be able to take that especially if you're going to show up and knowing what it was that you did that's just going to happen so I don't think he was necessarily mad and he really cares that much about what Peyton Manning said but at the time that it happened I don't think he was feeling it. <laughs> Man, it, but he didn't even give a, a, a smile, a side smile, a little giggle. He was... <laughs> yeah, joke's on him. Joke. <laughs> and <laughs> that Westbrook face was just... <laughs> hey, yeah, Westbrook like, oh, I ain't got nothing to do I with that. I ain't got nothing to do with that. That was, yeah, that, that was a, definitely a funny hey, moment. If, if you go back and look at that highlight clip of that, just watch everybody else's face. Yeah, You was, will crack... Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm, I would, I would do it again right now. But matter of fact, I am gonna do it again right now because uh, the video is up right here. And our gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants yeah, to play for them working. next year. Wait, that's what I I tell you, I don't think he'd start for that team, Kevin. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, what do you think? Yeah. It, it was all laughs. All laughs. It, it was all laughs in there, that's for sure. But Russ... Yeah, Russ put his he put his hand over his mouth. <laughs> over, I, I don't want I don't even want y'all to see my nope. facial expression nope. <laughs> when nothing. it comes to this. He yeah, Russ, Russ, <clears throat> he uh, yeah, uh, he didn't want nothing to do with that. He didn't nah, want nothing. And they're cool now. I think him and yeah, Katie are yeah. cool. I, I've heard they talked. You know, you feel me? He congratulated on when he broke the record or whatever, but. Here's the thing. A lot of these guys talk. You got yeah, the social they, media world. Yeah, they're, they're all friends. Social media is bringing everybody together. We're seeing everybody team up, all these superstars teaming up. And it, that definitely wasn't the case at one point in time in a game of basketball. But it is now. And you got to let these guys do what it is that they're going to do. And I'm not mad at them or blaming them for doing it. But yeah, that that was that was a good one. Peyton Manning actually did pretty good hosting the ESPYS, in my opinion. That's a classic. That's going down. Yeah, in history it right is. There. It's definitely going down in history. <laughs> but that's all we got for y'all today, folks. On the Wake Up and Win podcast, I got to get over here and uh, get ready for this radio show. And yeah, I, I had to bring Rodney out real early today, and we had to get the job done for y'all. Hey man, I'd only do it for y'all. Hey, we had to get the job done for y'all. But you, as you know, we still we still on it. We still rocking weekly, and I always leave y'all with this, and that is to stay woke and go in. <laughs>